But it is what is up. What is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 186 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, bro? Uh, As usual, not much. Just happy to be here uh, talking about games with all you fantastic, you know, listeners and, and you two guys as well. You know, very happy to be here. Always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I was maximizing my dollar earlier, Mr. Cut. Uh, <laughs> I'm like sending Desmond like, hey, you need the headphones? <laughs> you know, it's like, nope, you're an enabler, sir. Thank no, you. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's a pusher. He is a video game pusher. He's always like, first one's free. And I'm like, dude, I'm good. I am good. First one's free. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. You sure? This is the bomb. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> you take my, my friendship. My camaraderie to like include you in on something I am a part of. Okay. Why don't you include there. me in on a winning lottery ticket? How about that? Huh? Why do you include I, me in on some free food? You. Huh? Want free food? Okay. There you go. I, I remember I clued you on the McDonald's app, and I made probably you and, and Paul probably extra fat. You know, you contribute to like, oh, I got twenty piece McNuggets, and like, oh, I got two free fries. Oh shit! You did. You really did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh man. <laughs> All right. So. But yeah. I've been uh, saving on deals. I don't know what you consider saving, but uh, I-, I bought two headsets today, actually. So, what'd you get? But you only have one head. I know. Imagine that. I mean, you only have one head, and you bought two. Okay. I mean, uh, earlier in the week, I wound up. Uh, I was kind of angling to go try an Epos headset, which is the um, basically Sennheiser's uh, gaming division on there so i picked up and let me go grab the box real quick and i'll let you know what i grabbed oh my god <laughs> so it's it's amazing isn't it yeah it's a h6 pro on here Ooh. it's a close close back and normally it would cost 179.99 i picked up on amazon warehouse deal and from what i tried so far they're really nice um you're able to unplug the uh, microphone and um, basically use them as just a regular audio headset and so kind of tried them out with both and seems like they were pretty cool cool that. and then um, I went into and got a target deal and the only reason why I bought this particular headset is that it integrates both Bluetooth 
uh, and game audio onto the same headset. You know, I have an Xbox wireless headset that has that capability, but that's the only headset I have in my repertoire of headsets that had that capacity. So like for game nights on Thursdays, I bought the Turtle Beach Stealth 700 Gen 2 Max. Whoa! I know. I don't, I don't know what other other subtitles they have to it, but basically it's usable on everything. PC, Switch, Xbox, PS4, PS5, and I'm able to use Bluetooth and game audio and, and be able to use it in the mix. So Cool. Normally it's a $200 headset. I got for 115 bucks at Target so damn nice. well good good on you nice. good. i just nice. sneezed nice. oh boy but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i was taking this the um, turtle beach headset and kind of testing it out getting the bluetooth set up uh, i was just playing some gotham knights right now which we'll talk about in the playlist in a minute on there um i could say i like both headsets i think the turtle beach one has a uh, you know the clamping force is a little bit uh, kind of extreme on there i got a big head too so you know that makes the clamping force even more pressure proof but we'll see if that like kind of relinqu- relinquishes you know the pressure over time or whatnot i know you two could probably just care less because i know you're your buds guy kevin <laughs> i know des is yeah. like you know no i got my i got my set and i like it and i think what you have a still series arcus yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro, I think you have a 7X, I believe. So, probably, yeah. I uh, I I plug it into the uh, into the controller and get on. Oh, okay. You didn't even bother doing the wireless. Did you lose your dongle? I was uh, no, the dongle's still there. I just don't ever charge the headset. <laughs> yeah, I feel you there. You know, I could just put it on and go. So. Yeah, uh, just I don't know. Part of my I'm audio kind of a guy, even though I don't like to spend like thousands of dollars on audio. I'm more like I'm a connoisseur in the mid tier, the low tier. So, yeah, you, know, you know, you know, I sometimes see people commenting that they're buying DACs and like uh, heads headphones like in the thousands of dollars, and that's just a little bit beyond me. On there, you know, I like to have good taste, but at the same time, I'm not gonna break the bank either. Oh no, anyway, that's that's just a limitation of 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 your of your wallet. Trust me, if you had, you know, disposable ca- cash of a thousand dollars, you'd probably buy one too. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm a quote unquote being coping using purchases to compensate. You, for you even brought money. that there. <laughs> No, I just, I just think you just don't want to spend your money on it, and I wouldn't blame you. It's like a thousand dollars, and again, yeah, for sure. only have one head. <laughs> you know it, but guess what? If you guys come over and want to play, we have headsets for everyone. Why? Why would I want to wear a headset if I'm over there? I want to talk to you while I'm playing. Because we'll be like, you know, be doing a raid, while playing Call of Duty. That, yeah, see, that's why. That's there why it's like, dude, just buy the game. Just buy the game. Yes, 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 yes. This is all to get us to play Call of Duty. Oh, oh, the cat's out of the bag. (laughs) You've got some ulterior motives, folks. I went to Little Caesars today, you know, just by the way, but I'm just kidding. Just kidding. That to yourself, sir. Just kidding. I had to get. I know. I'm just. I am. I'm quite joking. I was making a reference to the last show we were talking about. 
I got to get over because there's a Domino's near our uh, house now, Kevin. It's like, oh, Domino's. Oh, shit. Domino's. It's better. That's better than, than, than Little Caesars. I'm going to, I mean, you know. Little Caesars tastes like cardboard. Uh, I, I kind of like the Detroit deep dish Little Caesars every now and then, but I want a proper Detroit deep dish from some mm-hmm. reputable restaurant in the area. You ain't so. going to find that here in Fresno. I know. No, Chicago <laughs> or Detroit. He's not wrong. <laughs> you got your Cracker cracker Barrel Crest Me and Ed's. Yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. And depending on who, who the chef is that day, there's the Chico's is li- likely to be just a grease-filled cardboard box. Just raise your blood pressure for no reason. But, <laughs> but anyway. This is not a pizza podcast. This is a video <laughs> yeah, this game is podcast. Not a pizza podcast. Oh. oh, but it could be. Oh, oh, oh. It could be. Mwah, 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 mwah. But as usual, we're going to move on to what is always our first topic on our docket, that being the playlist. All right, Jabroni Chief, why don't you kick things off first, man? All right. Well, as far as what I've been playing this past week, still a lot of No Man's Sky. Still can't, you know, get rid of the uh, itch, the twitch, the bug, whatever you want to call it on there. Um, I played a little bit with John BT, too, on game night, which was kind of fun. On here, kind of got to go to his world, get another, like, um, X suit upgrade if need be on there and uh you know be able to tool around in his universe for a bit on there uh, i'm still kind of still on my toxic planet you know even though i did venture off to the um god blanking on the name what's what's the hub area does oh the atlas yeah not the atlas. no sorry the uh the anomaly sorry anomaly thank you yeah, because I've only been there once before, and it seems like I am very slow rolling. It's like, you know, I'm on the couch, and I'm not even getting the second base. I'm just taking it easy with No Man's Sky, you know. I'm just, like, you know, <laughs> hanging out on my toxic planet and not wanting to proceed any further, it seems like. So kind of learned through Desmond that, you know, even though I'm trying to find all the flora on this one particular plant, that that little quest is available for every planet you land on. So I'm basically going to get all points of interest on this toxic planet and move the hell on, you know, so, but still enjoying myself. Uh, no Man's Sky definitely is my creature comfort food, gaming comfort food. It seems like I throw that on and I, you know, get relaxed enough where I get ready to go to bed. Then I wind up like, you know, doing other stuff to stimulate and still stay awake for whatever reason, but it's, it's a good chill kind of zone out your brain kind of game. So, on there also part of game night uh we and kev you as well fired up and john bt fired up dragon quest heroes 2 uh we all played the beginning portion of the game before we were able to get to the multiplayer portion which was okay slog a bit you know it's just your typical musa with dragon quest rpg elements if need be um i you know i particularly enjoyed it because i'm a fan of dragon quest proper on there but uh me and kev wound up playing like i think uh playing what our first available map mm-hmm. three separate times we kind of died at the end because our characters and we're just barely learning the game but our characters weren't properly leveled up as much on there well what's your overall impressions kev i mean i enjoyed what i played so far but i feel like i've just got a tiny little taste of it so you know it it's okay 
I think it relies a little too heavily on the RPG aspects, just for my own personal taste. I was expecting it to be Hyrule Warriors just with Dragon Quest characters. That's that's really what I was expecting it to be, much like the first one was. It, the first one didn't have all these, these role-playing, these RPG elements attached to it, so I kind of dug dig the first one better than this. Um, I, you know, because all the enemies have different levels and you have to level your character up, I, I think it just kind of makes a grind for this type of game just for the sake of grinding, you know? So, I mean, I dig it. I think it's, I think it's okay, but it's probably not a game that I'm going to be playing through solo i'll just be i'll just reserve this for for game nights because well one thing we can do is because we're playing the treasure map that was our only available treasure map on there is that you have an option with multiplayer to play through story missions and like say if i want to say like i'm going to play through the x story mission i could invite you to go and progress through story missions so we should really since we're at the beginning of the game we should have really been pushing forward and trying to see what the next story mission was and try to progress i thought the that game was on. a story mission that no we no in. that was that was just a uh, multiplayer treasure map that we we're doing so oh okay that's that, that that probably explains why it was so difficult yeah it's because of the fact that it was set at a certain level i think it was level five on there and our character's about the same level and given the fact that you know, we don't have every tool in the, uh, you, you know, Muso utility belt to be able to pull from mm-hmm. <laughs> on there. I'm assuming that's the reason why, you know, basically we weren't able to progress on the last. I'm assuming was the last boss of that particular treasure map on there. So I know you, you haven't played Dragon Quest all that much, but I know with uh, Desmond, if you remember when we played a lot of Dragon Quest Nine on the ds uh there was these particular maps that you got on street pass that opened up so good particular um map and from there and that kind of reminds me of this it's only in muso type style on there so that was so good yeah uh you know i was reading a thread about dragon quest 9 just to deviate but uh you know people lamenting the fact that they kind of missed that game it's kind of a polarizing game in the Dragon Quest, like, you know, repertoire of games because some people didn't like that. It was so open and whatnot. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if you go look on, like, uh, how much long, how, how long to beat for that game, you could you could play that game for seven, 700, 800 hours and still not beat everything that's available in that game. So that game was very unique, and I hope they do take an opportunity to remake the game at some point, so fantastic game fantastic game and i really wish that more people would um would have played it or if it comes back now that's a game that would be fantastic as a remake for the switch if they were if they were wanting to do something like that i think that would be perfect yeah but i will try to continue with dragon quest heroes 2 uh maybe on game night with john bt especially because he wasn't able to join in in the multiplayer diversion before you had to take off that maybe we'll be able to blast through some of the story progression uh you know together as a group so it'd be kind of cool so and then last but not least um both me and des picked up gotham knights and uh basically i have played through a beginning of the tutorial mission got to see the story sequence of course you know spoiler alert 
I think you probably well very well know that you know Batman does die at the beginning of the game, and so you're basically taking the role on of the uh, Bat family: uh, Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Batgirl on there. And uh, you know, uh, this game's kind of getting maligned a bit, you know, in the press right now. Uh, I'm not trying to let all that coverage kind of steer my impressions of the game. I do kind of notice the you know, lack of frames, if need be. I do notice the 30 frames a second. There was some hitches with the bat cycle, at least with... Uh, I'm not sure if the bat cycle is utilized with every character. I'm pretty it sure is. it is. Okay, so... Yeah, that I noticed that there... You know, it, it seemed like there were some dips in the bat cycle sequence at the beginning of the of the game on there during the little sequence. But, uh, you know, I, from what i played so far, you know, I have not a lot of, like... Uh, preconceived notions because i haven't really played any of the arkham series and that's one of my shames as far as not playing any you know between what uh, um arkham knight and um arkham asylum and then arkham city on there i probably owe myself to go back and play those you know maybe on pc and get the best versions of those games if need be but uh I'm going to kind of compartmentalize and kind of keep this game separate. I am a big Batman fan from back in the day, so I definitely am familiar. I'm not as familiar with Red Hood, only because I wasn't around when they brought back Jason Todd after uh, they killed his Robin uh, back in the day in the comics. So, Spoiler! I know, but everyone should know what Red Hood is about, mm-hmm. if need be. So, But... Uh, um, enjoy what i played so far i'm eager to kind of open it up so we could play co-op me and des and kind of take it from there so we'll see you know we'll have further impressions later on in the next episodes or two i'm, I'm hoping hoping homing <laughs> what's your overall uh, take of gotham knights Dez? um i liked it i think if you want a much more in-depth review i think you should you should look at carrick's uh acg's review i think he had the most well-rounded review after playing what i've played i played about as much as joe has the the the, int- the opening intro you know i think the i thought the openings you know cinematic with batman was good um as you know me i am i'm high-res hater 100 and the game looks fine to me um i don't i, I don't notice those things you know i i notice how the game plays and I think the gameplay is great. I think each one of them, while having the same kind of button combinations, uh, plays differently. You know, it really I really believe that they took the time and created four individual characters uh, for this game, you know, and 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 I, I, I'm wondering how long the actual game is, because if it's a full on like, you know, 20 or 12 to 20 hour or 15 hour game. You know, with with what different endings? Because each one of them has a different ending for for who you beat the game with. I guess uh, I thought this game was so far as as has been great. I think the open world is fine. Is it the most uh, lived lived in quote unquote world? No, um, I think that's just the limitations of what they had. But there are still people running around. Um, it, it just feels like it's for me. It feels like it's really kind of really fleshed out, and you can craft weapons, you gain experience. Uh, they get uh, your your characters get better. The amount of the amount of skins that you can open up that is not the cosmetics 
that you can open up is great. I haven't seen anything so far as, as far as DLC. I think you can speak more to this, Joe, because you've actually looked at it. I think some of the DLC is um, is the stuff that you would have got if you got certain um, pre-release options. Uh, there were some pre-releases that offered, you know, skins and this and that. Um, and I think and you can most likely buy that um, in the uh, in the uh, in the store. Uh, but each character plays differently. Their momentum special. Uh, the, their momentum is, is what their special ability is called. Uh, is different. Each one levels up at the same time, so you don't have to grind for levels. You can actually go around in in the the three or four different districts. Well, sorry, there's four different like islands, and then one one other island, and then and then Blackgate, which is a separate area. That you can go to when you look at the map and so it looks like it's a fairly ex extensive uh play area when you go on patrol it's sort of like how spider-man would go on patrol and uh he would patrol and then after a while uh you do a couple of missions and then the game would would slowly like feed you more um some of the bad things about it you know i i think I don't know. I, I, I haven't found any bad things for it just yet. Again, I have not tried every character yet. Um, you can um, you can try every character in the in the um, uh, training room, which is a good idea to do because you actually get stuff for doing the training, which I think is great. You know, most games uh, you can train to learn how to do your moves and people always say like, oh, I'm going to forget that. I'm not going to do that because you don't get anything for it. But I think it's really good because they give you experience for doing that. So it incentivizes your time to play the game. Uh, so I'm excited. I want to I want to play more of this. Uh, I am going to play more of this. I'm excited to play with Joe when we get to the part where we can open it up uh, because there's a part where where you're kind of like not want to say starting from scratch, but you are building up the new generation of 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 gotham protectors you know and 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 i think it's great i thought they got their personalities right um uh, i really hope that damian wayne pops in at some point uh i'm not gonna explain i'm not gonna tell you why because it's a spoiler am i uh, some of the things in the game allude allude to certain things that that might facilitate him coming into the game so that'd be really cool to see him as like a, a downloadable character or, or a DLC uh, for it. But but I'm excited for this game uh, for what I've played of it. Um, I do think that some of the some of the puzzles that you can do can be a little bit esoteric uh, because it's not clear what you're supposed to do sometimes. Uh, but in order to combat that, they actually made a um, a. a, a, a an easy mode you can basically click the button and solve it so you don't have to spend too much time on it if you don't want to which i think is great you know if you're a puzzle player and you want to do the puzzles and figure everything out great if you just want to get back to the action great i i, I love those kind of you know those kind of uh, game design where it doesn't punish the person if they don't want to do that if you want to be stealthy you can be stealthy if you want to go in guns blazing like red hood you can do that too it's like red hood plays completely different than than uh than robin is as as red hood is more of a blunt instrument whereas robin is much more like stealthy in his approach just just an all-around uh 
I really think the game design is, is really good. And and I think the main reason that people don't like this game, I think there's two reasons. Number one, it's it's the it's the the frames. 30 frames, 30 frames a second on a next gen console. That's kind of like, come on, you know, come on. You could push it a little bit more. So my hope is that that is something that can that they will rectify in a in a post-launch patch or something to really kind of beef it up. You know, because it's obvious they can do it because it's doing that on the PC. So I don't see why this can't do that. Number one, I hope that they fix that. You know, if they do that, I think this game will be going to be fantastic. Number two, um, people are pissed that Batman is not in it um, because they want it to be a second coming of Gotham Knight. The, 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 the Arkham, sorry, the Arkham trilogy or the Ar Arkham four parts. They want it to be like that. You know, they want to play as Batman. Batman is the character they want to play as, you know. So for me, I think it's great that they're, they're shining a light, a light on the other members of the Bat family, you know, because in my personal take, I think Batman is is really overrated. Um, his games aren't. I, I thought his games were fantastic. I beat I beat the first two, you know, Arkham Asylum and then Arkham City. I beat, no, not Arkham City. Uh, yeah, Arkham City. I beat them both. Fantastic games. I, I need to go back and play uh, Gotham, Gotham City because I actually have it, but I just haven't beat it. Um, and I didn't beat Arkham Origins or whatever the first one is. I didn't play that one. Uh, but those games, fantastic, you know. But I, I'm fine. Let people, let some other people shine, you know. Embrace this game. I think it's really good. And I think, and 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 this is, I was thinking about this uh, when I was thinking. Uh, calling my notes together and my thoughts about about this and how this compare this compared to saints row the reason why i'm bringing this up is because um saints row could have done something like this and took it into another way they could have brought back johnny gat they could have done something to further a different story instead of going back to the well and trying to 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 remake something you know, and I think that's what did them that that's what did them bad because instead of just sticking with something that people know, you know, and then spinning that off into something else that could have been good, you know, aside from all of the the the, the way it looked and the game design and all that stuff like that, it's just the whole aspect of it. You know, had they did something like this, I think it would have been a lot better. You know, and I'm I'm glad that Gotham Knights didn't say, well, we're just gonna make uh uh, Arkham City 2.0, you know, because Batman sells lunchboxes. Batman, you know, sells games. You know, I'm glad that they took the the, the the chance and did something different, you know, within the same mythology of Batman. So for me, I'm here for it. I'm excited. I I I I want to play. I, I want to play more. Like I want to I want to see more of this game. So that was my long-winded explanation about uh, Gotham Knights. I really hope that some of our listeners will will purchase it as well. Uh, Carrick on ACG says, "Wait for a sale, not a deep deep sale." Now, he said, "Wait for a sale." So, it, you know, Black Friday, if you want to pick it up, great because they are dropping a DLC that is a floor a four player DLC, and I think that would be fantastic. You know, and I really hope that in the future they're able to do some uh, some more DLCs to get to, to give four player content. You know, so Joe, I want to play it again. You know, feel free to play Nightwing. I'll play Barbara Gordon, and we can just go off and do our thing. You know, so yeah, Nightwing was the character I chose at the beginning. 
So. Yeah, I chose I chose Barbara Gordon. I've always been a I've always been a Batgirl fan, uh, and Red Hood. Like e- even their, their interactions and the way they talk to each other feels like the comics. You know, like how like you know Nightwing is the de facto leader. You know, and Jason uh, Todd is like the 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 angry you know black sheep. You know, and Barbara is 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 the smart like I can get out there and do stuff. You know, and then and then you know. Uh, Tim is the is the is the nerdy brainy one, you know, you know who who an- analyzes everything. I don't know. It's just it's just a really good, like I've been excited for a comic book game in a, a comic book game in a long time. And Gotham Knights is just like it's 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 really kind of like you know stroking that fire. So so I I'm ready for it. So uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say, uh, Joe, about any other games? Uh, did you want to say anything else about your game? No. No, that's pretty much all I've been uh, playing around this past week on there. Uh, How this, um, one thing I was kind of curious about, I know that they brought another character uh, as Batgirl in between. I know when uh, Barbara Gordon was Oh, Stephanie Brown. Yeah, Stephanie Brown was one, and then there was Cassandra Cain was the other one. Um, In the the current continuity, we're not talking about, uh, what is it, Cassie... Cassie, which was the one from uh, Dark Knight Returns, the ones that were in the in the continuity was was Cassandra Kane was Black Girl. She was the one in the all black with the yellow, who didn't speak for the longest time. And then there was Stephanie Brown, who was spoiler, and she came in and was was um, I think she no sorry she was Robin sorry sorry I think only only Cassandra Brown sorry Cassandra Kane was was Batgirl if I'm if I'm correct yeah because even even Cassie. The one in the future was Robin. So yeah, I think there's only been one other Batgirl, and that was Cassandra Kane. So yeah. What was so your question? I, oh, sorry. Sorry, what was your question, Joe? No, that's it. Oh, no, do you think they're gonna bring her in? I would hope so. You know, um, Cassandra I'm not Kane sure where the, she kind no, of fits into the whole Bat family thing. So. She was she was part of uh she was uh somewhat trained by the League of Assassins, though her her dad is a games master and uh she was trained to be an assassin. So there is there is a way that she could be in it. Like, I mean, if you really think about it, any you can put any any Batman character in this game and it would go. I saw a couple of other ones, you know, in the in one of the scenes at the beginning, and I was really excited. So uh you're gonna say something, Kev? Yeah, I had a question about the mission structure. So sure. after you finish a mission, be it a main quest or a side quest, do you have the option to replay it? at a higher level to get better loot is that how the how, is that how it works i don't know yet um i i i the only thing i've done is is go on patrol uh was started to go on patrol so um basically what happens is is you get more intel about a certain thing and then you um and then you go off and patrol and then you do a couple of things and then it'll say, Oh, we have this new Intel. Let's go do this. Then you all meet up at the Belfry and then you pick who you want to go with and you go do that mission. Uh, I don't know about replayability as far as replaying missions. I don't think you can uh, replay it for, for better gear. I mean, you might be able to, uh, but from what I understand you get flooded with not flooded, but you get a lot of, of crafting gear to 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 add stuff in, you know, like adding a ten percent to this or adding a five percent to that, you know. So you do get, you know, mods and augments, you know, to make the characters uh, stronger. Um, so to answer your question, I don't know um, if the mission structure will allow you to to, to do missions over again. 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you can. Like, so. Yeah, because that was like part of the one of the things that kind of put a big question mark in my mind about the game was they were they were demoing a confrontation with Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And then they fought him and then they went back into that level again. Yeah. Well, there and you go. Fought, and he's got different moves and different yeah. patterns and all that. So I was wondering if it was geared around kind of like a loot chase thing where you're trying to, if you're one of those people that pursue optimum builds, is that what you're going to have to do to get that? I don't, I don't, th- I don't really think so because, because um, I think, so the way, the way the reviewers have made it seem is in the actual game, the, you can turn up the difficulty you know, you have the standard difficulty and then you have like, I think there's two other tiers of difficulty. And the, but on the harder levels, when you do that, they just become much more like spongy, you know. Um, but I don't think that's the case when you redo missions. Like, like if, you're, if you're if you're doing a standard playthrough and then you redo a mission at a higher level, I don't think it becomes like that. You know, I, I think they might have like a couple of extra moves, but I think if you just make the overall game stronger, that's when they become kind of more spongy. So, but again, but again, I don't know. Like, I really am wanting, you know, to get back into the game to to play it more. So, so I I don't know. And if and if uh, listeners, if you want to, you know, respond or correct us, correct me, please let me know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only other things that I've been playing, I might as well finish up. The only thing I have other things I've been playing is, of course, No Man's Sky. It is a great kind of, you know, game that you can just put on and uh, and just zone out. I restarted again. I deleted all my saves, restarted again, because that's one of those games that you can restart an endless amount of times and just play and, and, and do stuff, you know. So it's kind of fun just to do that. Um, and then I'm playing. I'm still playing The Ascent. Um, I, that's one of the games that I really want to play and beat. Um, I have, if you have the ascent and you want to play, um, it's a two player game. You can play it with, with two players. So if, you know, anyone wants to play the ascent with me, let me know. I, I do think that is a fantastic game and it has been really, really, uh, good. So a uh, deal alert for the ascent. Uh, the Steelbook edition was on sale, uh, at, both Target and Amazon for twenty dollars for PS4. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Both me and Des paid fifty dollars for yeah that PS5 game. version with the with the 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 big the big the big box stuff. But it's worth it. I really think the game is amazing. So, uh, but that's all I've been playing. Uh, so Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? I've been playing a lot of Valkyrie Elysium. I've been enjoying that game despite its camera issues. That's cool. Yeah, I've I'm up to chapter either chapter eight or nine. I've got four on Harry R with me, and I've been I've been really digging the game. Uh, the combat's really fun. I have not opened the Nova. What they call them? I can't remember what they call those moves in the first Nova Nova Velesti moves yet. I don't have any of those available to me. Those are the the like area clearing attacks that uh, Valkyrie can do from the first two games once you your combo meter fills all the way up. I, I, and I and I'm not sure they they may not even be in the game. I'm not 100% sure, but 
uh, from what I've been playing so far, I've really been enjoying. Been playing more No Man, uh, No More Heroes Three, and been enjoying the heck out of that game. Not having to deal with any of the slowdown, you know. Sorry, Switch version. Uh, but I also tried because I'm a PlayStation Plus Premium member. For the first time, I tried one of the streaming games last night, and I just just for for poops and giggles, I jumped into streaming Joe Danger Three or Joe Danger Two rather, uh, which was a PS3 game. For those who rem- uh, who don't know, it was Joe Danger was like Hello Games' like first big foray. You know, these are the same people that did No Man's Sky. And uh, basically, it's kind of like a fancy excite bike. Yep. <laughs> that you can do stunts on. That you stunt. You do stunts to build up points and combos. It's a I lot had, of fun. It's a lot. I had of fun. no idea they did that game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you start somewhere, I guess. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. But uh, yeah, I've been playing Joe Danger Two, streaming, and it's cool. I did notice a couple of hiccups. When things got really hot and heavy, a lot of action on screen. But I want to say that that also happened on the the, the PS3 version, that there was some slowdown and 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 uh, frame skipping that happened there. I want to say that, but I'm not 100% sure. So uh, been playing a little bit of that, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go and make an attempt to finish that, but because I, I just wanted to actually try. Uh, a streaming game off the the premium server because I have not I had not done that yet. Uh, played some Dragon Quest Heroes two uh, with Jabroni Chief. And, I mean, and, and like I said, I, I think it's I think it's okay. Um, I was hoping that it would be, and you know maybe that's my fault for trying to compare games, but I wanted it to be like. Um, Hyrule Warriors, in particularly two. I know Hyrule Warriors two came out way after this game came out, but I was hoping it would be more in that vein and less RPG ish. But I mean, it's still okay. Um, it's probably not a game that I'm going to be playing running through solo. It'll probably I'll just reserve that for our game nights when that is the the game du jour uh, for Thursday evening. But uh, other than that, I've just been, I've been I've been uh, mainlining more regular show and uh, just about anything with Gordon Ramsay in it. <laughs> it's, uh, you really like you really yeah. So- I've, there's just something so about the way that dude curses people out that just cracks me the hell up. I I, I think it has to do with his accent. You know, I, it, it, there's something you know when a, when a British person starts calling people mfers and you know, pieces of shit. <laughs> What's so funny is though, is when you watch his stuff, when you watch his stuff from like England, he's not like that at all. I mean, he still, he still can be abrupt and stuff, but he's mm-hmm. completely different. That is such, that is something that he does for the American, for, for Americans. Yeah. Like, I think Americans he's, yeah. love, he, they love the drama and he's like, let me do this for the Yanks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, I get, yeah, Hey, I get money. So it's all yeah. good. Y'all like, y'all like me to yell at people. Fine. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like, well, okay. 
<laughs> so, I mean, what's so funny about that is, like, I'm watching this other show that he's doing called, uh, uh, like, Nightmare Restaurant or Nightmare yeah. Yeah, the, Nightmare the, the, Dining. Um, where, and, and this is what's so funny. It's like people with struggling restaurants call him. And it's like, I know you guys know what Gordon is going to do to you when he comes in to help you with your restaurant. He's going to say that your food is crap. He's going to say that you can't cook for shit. And then he's going to to spend a crap ton of money to bring your restaurant back up to up to bar and show you how to show whoever's on your your cooking staff how to how to do a decent restaurant meal. But it's so funny. It's like everybody. Well, he comes in here thinking like he's cock of the walk or whatever that was. You know, they're, they're thinking he's the the best thing next to sliced bread. It's like, did you not know this was yes. going to happen? <laughs> yes. Did you not bring him in to do this? Did you not want to be on television? Yes. You know, this is, you know, this is what he does. This, this is, is what he, he is. does. This is the yeah. price you got to pay for free. Uh, for for a free restaurant uh, restaurant makeover and nuke stoves and, and yeah. all this other stuff. Like, come on, he's going he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna hum, he's gonna humiliate you a little bit. So just take it like a man and get your free stuff. Pretty much. Like, I, hate like to, I hate to say it, but that's exactly what it is. It's just like <laughs> this is what he's gonna do, you know. So. I don't know, man. It, 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 he's he's kind of like replaced, you know, Maury Povich and uh, <laughs> and, and Steve. What's that other guy? Steve. Uh, he used to be the 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 main bouncer on Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah. st- uh, Steve. I know who you're talking yeah, about yeah. when he got when he got his show too. Yeah. It's like okay. So, so it's like I I feel like Gordon Ramsay a little bit more highbrow. <laughs> those mm. I don't know. <laughs> They're all kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's what I've been doing this past week. So uh, with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket, that being our main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic. All righty. So main event time. <laughs> So for our main event this uh, this week, we uh, went we went in and we wanted to talk about voice acting, and the reason why we wanted to do that was again because of the uh, a little bit of what was going on with uh, the Bayonetta stuff, uh, Bayonetta three and the voice actress. And there's if you're really interested in, in in that stuff, there's a lot more that went on or that is going on with uh, with that. So so if you want a little bit more. Like some more stuff came out about that, and it's not as cut and dry as you as you think. So you might want to go in and take a look at that because it was very, um, very interesting, very interesting. And then another thing I wanted to talk about, and we can, maybe we can talk about this a little bit a little bit more, but the idea of uh, these video game movies that are coming out, especially the Mario Brothers, and the backlash because of um, because of uh, Chris. Pratt, Pratt yeah. doing the voice of, of, Mario. of Mario and how he doesn't sound anything like Mario and how how he basically didn't really change his voice at all. And so it just sounds like Chris Pratt. And so I was just thinking about this thought of like, oh, and then there was this um, there was this 
uh, YouTube channel that I that I followed. I sent this to Joe. It's called Bitly, or so it's called Dorkly. And they did this thing about they did a, a small little skit about about this, and they were talking this like uh, the old old Mario comes out, and he sounds like very stereotypical Italian, right? And so and so he meets the the movie Mario. And he's like, "Hey, my name is Chris Pratt." And he's like, "You don't sound like a me." <laughs> and he's like, "And he's like, you're doing it wrong if, if you if 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 you if you don't have a little bit of um, what's it, cultural insensitivity, <laughs> you're doing it wrong." And I was just like, "So so even they were making fun of it, you know." So it's just kind of like, you know, I don't know. So so that was just a long way to say that that you know our question was voice acting is a big part of video games you know let us know who are some of your favorite video game voice actors and actresses and video uh games with great voice acting and we will discuss your responses on the next show so uh we got one response uh and that was from ren on our discord and uh he went into really good detail you know about about some of his uh specific you know voice actors and 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 the games that that he's really enjoyed. And so some of those were, uh, he says there's a lot of voice actors slash game games, uh, with great voice acting. I like, so I'll make a, a little list for his games that he likes was the persona series, Xenoblade three, God of war, fantastic. Um, and uh, fire emblem, final fantasy, uh, dying light and Spider-Man miles Morales are a few I can think of off the top of my head. And the specific voice actors that he really likes is uh, Ray Chase from Near, or Near Replicant, uh, uh, Joe uh, Zaya from Claudia and the Fire Emblem, or Claude as Fire Emblem. Sorry, he's naming the games too. Sorry, Claude from Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Ray Chase was Near in Near Replicant. Uh, Steve Bloom, who played Neon White and Neon White, uh, uh, Tanya Gunadi who was uh, Aja, Aja in Invisible, which was a fantastic game. And I really think that she did do fantastic. Uh, Tara Platt, uh, Elden Guard, uh, Fifth El uh, Fire, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. And he says uh, he has a bunch more, but he could name. So, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, voice actors are the unsung heroes um, of, of the uh, video game industry. Um, and, and I think it, they can really turn a, a bad game, a, a good game into a great game when you're able to feel, you know, what the, what the character is feeling or, or, or if, or expressing if the voice actor can, can get that. One of my favorite, one of my favorite voice actors, um, and, and it's very interesting was TC Car Carson, who was the original voice of Kratos. And I followed his career for a very long time. If you're not familiar, he was on Living Single back in the 90s. He played um, Kyle. And he just has a really strong uh, presence. Very nice bravado in his voice. Uh, really good singer. And he added such a level of intensity to, to Kratos. And I was really sad when they didn't bring him back. And, and you know... And just how he was treated by Sony uh, was really kind of crappy. Uh, if you go online and search um, or go to YouTube and you search about his leaving, uh, he goes into detail about what happened. But basically, um, Sony didn't really contact him and or did anything like they didn't they didn't um, 
even think to like say, oh, sorry, we're not coming back. We're not doing this. And again, that is not their, you know, they don't have to do that. But you think if, if you've been working with the same voice actor for, for over 10 years, you know, and, and, and this iconic character, you should at least say like, why you're not going to do it or, or something like that. But what it mainly came down to was the, uh, was the motion capture. And so they went with someone who, who had a much bigger physique because all of the, all of that stuff, in the game was motion captured and he could act it out, you know, how that I I'm not a motion capture expert. So I don't know uh, if that would have really made a difference or not. But at the same time, I was really kind of, you know, sad, you know, that they didn't cast him um, and bring him into um, bring him into the forefront or at least, you know, give him, you know, something to, to say, or, or, or just kind of make a nod to his, uh, to his, his iconic version of the character. Same thing with, and this is going to sound weird, is uh, Chris uh, Martinet, who is the voice of Mario. You know, he is, he has been the voice of Mario for years, for decades, you know, and granted he just says, it's a me Mario and ha 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 and all this other stuff. Like, why couldn't they let him voice Mario, you know? And I understand why they couldn't because, you know, Chris Pratt is hot, is, is, is hot shit right now. And he puts, he, he sells tickets. I get it. But I honestly believe that they're doing a disservice to, to the legacy of Mario by not at least putting him in it to do Mario, you know? Um, because I really believe that, you know, kids are smart and they'll be like, if you have this one guy playing Mario, you know, he doesn't sound like the guy. Like, I think some kids will be, you know, will be like, well, what? that's weird. And then, then us adults are like, what's going on? Huh? But um, but no, you know, he's one of the most recognizable voices um, in the world, you know, and and he's just not. He was not he's not playing Mario. It just it just doesn't doesn't register to me, you know, and I and I know they got to they got to make their money and animation is expensive and and they got to They got to sell tickets. But but it's just I don't know. It just it just feels it just feels weird, you know, and it just feels disingenuous. And when you watch that trailer and you hear Chris Pratt's voice, it's just kind of like that's Chris Pratt. You know, that's not Mario, you know, and and they are. And so Sony or sorry, um, Nintendo and Illumination is is trading in the celebrity um, and not the character. And I think that's I think that's a disservice, you know, but I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that he does well um, in, in it. I'm going to see it. I probably I'm going to see it. You know, I, I'm a sucker for Mario and I hope it's good. But but in the back of my mind, you know, and I'll try to divorce myself from it, but at the back of my mind, he doesn't, he doesn't sound like Mario, you know? So, uh, so that, that, that's one of mine. So Kev, you know, do you have any of people who, who are famous voice actors that you really liked or, you know, have any comments on what I've said already? Uh, I would, uh, echo TC Carlson Carson. Uh, I think he was also the voice of Samurai Jack. Uh, no, that well. was um, that was uh, Phil uh, Phil, Phil Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now I, Phil I, Lamar I, is another fantastic, another, yeah, yeah, you know, fantastic, fantastic um, uh, voice actor. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Sorry, I got my Negroes confused. That um, happened. <laughs> remember, we all look the same. <laughs> we all look the same. Yeah, even all even, even even to even to each other. <laughs> yeah, we're all related. <laughs> but. Uh, 
so the voice actors that I mentioned, T.C. Carlton, Carlson for the voice of Kratos and Christopher Judge, because mm. his role as Kratos uh, in the 2018 uh, reimagining, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, as impactful, if if not more than T.C. And, you know, mm-hmm. I hate I hate, you know, comparing the two because one was for you know the the one dimensional kratos that was just mad and just killing everybody and uh judge is the voice of the quote unquote you know father kratos who's got this kid he's got to look after and just completely matured as a character but man um Chris Christopher Judge did an absolutely brilliant job of voicing that character, and and is one of one of the reasons that I'm really excited to get into Ragnarok Day One uh, when that sequel drops. The other voice actor, and I the only reason I re, I mention it is because it's he's the main voice of the main character of my favorite game of all time, that being God Hand, is Bang Spies. I, I don't know anything else, and I had to look that up to see who he was. Oh, wow. But, you know, this guy named Bing Spies who did the English dub for Gene. And the only reason I just, I said that is because that's my favorite game ever. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. Uh, Joe, how about you, buddy? I haven't been, I am not as enthusiastic about knowing the particular voice actors names if need be on here you know i'd have to look each actor up if need be i mean i could speak of games that i felt voice acting kind of resonated with me a bit and that would include like the first xenoblade chronicles you know um you know a lot of people kind of was raised an eyebrow with that voice translation in english because it was done by nintendo of uh Europe and basically they gave everyone the English uh, accent in that particular game, but that carried over for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and 3 uh, with that same, you know, kind of uh, angle, if need be. They wanted wanted them to try to sound more more, uh, intelligent or more like highbrow and stuff. That's usually what people do if they bring in an English accent. For some reason, people believe that it adds an air of an air of like, you know, uh, what is it? There's a word that's like I don't want to say elegance, but it's just kind of like people are just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, that's exquisite. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Elemental uh, properness, I guess. But sometimes <laughs> I'm just kind of like I don't know, you know. Hoity-toity. Yeah. And uh, also, too, I remember the voice acting in Dragon Quest Eight being particularly uh, very good on there, including Yangus, you know, with the particular British. I, th- I forgot. He's Welch, right? I think his character is Welch. So on there. So I just love the kind of character it kind of goes through. So it's like, you know, usually with a Japanese developed game, I tend to try to throw it on to the Japanese voice. Mm-hmm. dub on there with subtitles but you know i've been more open as of late especially with people comment prior if the voice acting is particularly good in english to let the english dub kind of go through also to the um actor that plays travis touchdown and no more heroes in particular i'm just judging because i have not played the um 
No More Heroes 3 as of yet, but I'm talking about like just the original No More Heroes. I think just the uh, characters just acted so well. And I was going to mention God Hand too because like you know, whole thing well, was just God the Hand. whole game is a crack up, man. It's like yeah. over the top craziness on there. And then I started kind of delving in my mind to think about other games that maybe I've played in the past. I know. You probably could comment, Des, but uh, I know Dragon Age has always been considered as a, you know, up there as far as voice acting is concerned, Mass Effect and that kind of thing. But um, I remember, um, God, uh, what's I think that game Enslaved? I think the one with the uh, oh Andy Circus, yeah, yeah, the Journey to it was like Journey to the West, but done in the future. That was a really yeah. good game. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind going back and playing that, actually. I think that might be uh, one of these games that did get the uh, Xbox Series, Xbox One X patches that carries over to the Series X and S on there that might be worthy of actually firing up an Xbox and dusting it off and that kind of thing. So, well, it's on, your, it's on your Steam. Yeah, I know. It's on my Steam library as well, so I might be yeah, able to That's play where it I have there. it downloaded. In case I ever want to play it again, I have it on there, so... Yeah, and what else? Um, you know, I think also too. I'm trying to think if um, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy 15, and I thought the voice acting was okay. I don't know if you'd have more comment on that, Kev, because I know you played that game all the way through. So Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Yeah, I like the voice acting in that. I played. Did I play that game in Japanese? I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. I don't think I played the English dub. Yeah. And as far as the noted voice actors like Nolan North and Troy Baker and Laura Bailey, I haven't really played too, too much. I know, um, I think I played a little bit of Infamous Second Son, which had, um, I believe, Laura Bailey in the cast. I felt like uh, her character was pretty damn proper, if need be, on there. So, you know, but, uh, you know, they're... Noted for a particular reason, but this might kind of make me a little bit more conscious when I play further games in the future as far as paying attention to who the voice actors are and you know, maybe make a note of their performances if need be. Another game I'm thinking of it, um, I thought the voice stuff for Grandia 2 on the Dreamcast, if you want to take it back. Wow. <laughs> that, that was done pretty, pretty well from back in the day. And I remember after dealing with Grandia's Grandia One's like kind of really bad dub uh, that Grandia Two kind of hit the nail on the head. And that's God, those games I I played both the completion. I wouldn't mind going back to them. And I know they're both on my Steam backlog on there. So I have enough games I haven't completed proper, much less going back and replaying certain games. So be able to do that but uh that series kind of resonated with me maybe i'll go back and play grandia 3 i've not or played grandia 3 i haven't played grandia 3 at all so so god this has become a backlog edition of the uh, <laughs> main event but uh, well when you have a backlog as big as yours it kind of happens yeah that's my take on voice acting though so cool yeah so um like i said um there's always voice actors are are, are the ones that really kind of make you feel what's going on in a, in a game. So, so next time you're playing a game with, with like a, with like a, uh, you know, with voice acting, you know, and it's not that weird ass. Remember the old, um, what is it? The old eight bit games. And it was that 
you know that that sound when when, yeah, when, when the, the, the text the, is being typed. yeah yeah the cursor yeah. sound like remember that I was like oh you know now we have like full on voices this is like you know we've come a long way baby <laughs> yeah. you should try listening to the IntelliVoice games I can only imagine <laughs> hello Evan how are you today it, it pretty much pretty much very robotic. Uh, my, I think my favorite one, my favorite ones were from Space Spartans, B seventeen bomber because they tried to, they tried to imitate a Southern accent. Oh wow, fun! And it says B seventeen bomber. It, it sounds exactly like that, and it is, it is one of the most hilarious things that okay, you've ever heard. That is hilarious. That is. Fantastic! Wow, bomber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I went to, um, I went to. This is gosh, this got to be almost eight years ago, eight nine years ago now. I went to a classic gaming convention in Vegas, and they had an Intellivision panel, and one of the people was asking them, you know, why why the guy in B-17 bomber, the main narrator, sounded so weird. And one of the devs, uh, I don't think he actually worked on the game, but he's, he was there when they when it was being developed, and they wanted to mimic a southern accent mm. for, for, for that. So. Mm. Well, okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, good try. When your yeah. memory is in kilobytes that you're working with, you know, or byte, not even kilobytes, bytes. You yeah. know, I guess that's, you know, you get, you have to do what you can. I guess. Jeez. But that was also the first time in a, in a home console that you had voice in. That was the Intellivision Intellivoice. Yeah, I think wow. for the arcades, I think what Wizard of War was like the for one of the first games I remember that used voice in arcades, you know. I think. Yeah, I remember the first one that I heard. I don't know if it was technically the first, but the first one I heard was Gorf. Oh, Gorf, that, yeah, I remember Gorf, yeah, too. Yeah. That was the first time I heard uh, mm. voices in an arcade. All I remember is, yes. I'm bad! <laughs> uh, Sinistar was also notable, too, So because mm. he had that uh, main protagonist, you know, chasing you. Beware, I live by hunger. Or, <laughs> or, or our favorite, or our favorite... Um, what is it? Wizard needs food badly. <laughs> yes. Good old gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're there. You know, it's just, it's just, we, we definitely have come a long way. So, uh, so want to say thank you to everyone, uh, or thank you, Ren, who took the time to, to, to do this. Really appreciate it. So, our next question, uh, the question for episode 187 is with Konami back in the gaming fold with the recent, uh, Sodokin. Uh, sorry, Sudiken, uh remaster and several Silent Hill games uh, announced. What other games would you like to see Konami go back to? Castlevania, Contra, Gradius, all of the Hudson, Sto Hudson Soft's back catalog, all the Konami's, all of Konami's back catalog are all ripe uh, for the picking. Let us know what you would like to see remastered or remade, or would you like to see new IP, see a new IP from Konami? And again, let us know, and we'll have a conversation about it, and we'll talk about your recommendations. So, thank you, or talk about your answers. So, thank you so much as always. And with that, you know what's next: the Jabroni Game of News.
All right, thank you, Desmond. Appreciate that. Okay, first topic on the docket uh, is about some controllers coming out. So, of, of course, you know, everyone knows that Microsoft has the uh, controller peripheral market, like, pretty Sewn much up. locked in stock. Dude, they got gotten colors every day. Every, every day of the week, there's new colors coming out for Xbox Series X. And, of course, uh, they're on there, like, you know, basically third iteration of their elite controller as well but playstation does have something brewing and so they previously announced that they are bringing out a uh, a pro controller and uh, they unveiled a little bit more information so the dual sense edge is going to be coming out globally on january 26th on there uh, if you look at everything that's included you do get uh, a lot of different things. So you get the DualSense controller, of course, a, a USB cable. You get um, six different, uh, basically, analog caps. You get two standard caps, two high dome caps, and two low dome caps. So that's uh, basically giving you like a different option as far as how high the analog stick or how low it is. On there, you're also given an option of two half dome back buttons and two lever back buttons. And the lever buttons are kind of similar to the um, Elite and Elite 2 controllers from Microsoft on there. You also get a uh, carrying case and a connector housing. And so it actually sets up just kind of like how the Elite and Elite 2 controllers are. And you could actually charge the controller while it sits in the case on there. So you're able to do that and uh, have it. Uh, in this case, while it's charging on there. So, but the biggest thing that people were talking about once this was announced, as far as this release date, it is coming in hot at a retail price of one ninety nine ninety nine US dollars on there. So, and some people were kind of like two hundred dollars for back buttons. Like, are really, really? But. Uh, um, basically, it does have all the bells and whistles of a normal DualSense controller with all the haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, so on and so forth. And uh, uh, they also, you'd be able to go ahead with the software to be able to go ahead and uh, remap the buttons, to be able to fine-tune uh, fine the stick sensitivity and the triggers, and to be able to go in and swap different control profiles as well on there so a lot of people are down day one some people are kind of poo-pooing the price so you know it just depends on um what your take on it um it is basically going to be available only at the playstation direct store through playstation for a month on there on january 26th and then basically all the other retailers like you know amazon best buy everyone will get it on february 23rd so they get like a like a four-week exclusivity in the playstation store so i guess sony just wants their money direct <laughs> pay me direct on there so also in the space there's another uh controller that's coming out from uh, pd um let me get the manufacturer it's uh, coming in from Victrix Pro on here. So they're bringing out a controller called the Victrix Pro BFG uh, controller that comes with different modules. And so this one's kind of interesting because uh, you're getting given an option of putting the uh, digital pad and then the analog sticks in not just the um, typical, um, you know, side by side 
configuration as far as the the analog pads you're able to you know do it also like kind of how the, the offset. Uh, xbox offset yeah that the xbox controller has plus you get a choice of three separate digital pads as far as d pads are concerned you got like kind of a big kind of touchpad and you got both a cross and then a uh, kind of a circle pad if need be on here and also you have a button module so you're able to actually swap out the uh, normal you know triangle square circle and cross uh, configurations and add an additional two buttons to do like a fighting pad type style on there and also you got four separate back buttons to choose from versus two back buttons that is on the DualSense Edge on here so i know it doesn't include any of the uh, haptic feedback or any of the uh, you know, adaptive triggers if need be but this might actually be a little bit better of a controller for people out there that maybe wants different configurations to be able to not just be able to use the normal dual sense dual shock you know you know the analog configuration side by side but uh, they have the offset options as well on here of course you get a screwdriver to be able to go in and do that plus you get also the options of uh, throwing in different the analog heights as well uh, both a short and a long one just in case if you want to do that so this controller is going to come in at 179.99 on there so we'll have to see how well that kind of plays off but uh, just some options out there for people on there, I know on our Discord, Isaiah um, Will D uh, basically commented that for 200 bucks, it's like he's sure as hell glad he modded his dual sense to add um, four back buttons versus the two that come stock on there. And I think he's he stated that he's gonna like uh, not pay the 200 bucks up front just for two back buttons. He wants the he wants at least four back buttons. So on there and as far as my opinion um looking at both i was instantly thinking day one on the dual sense edge but uh I, I am a fan of back buttons but i don't know if 200 bucks for back buttons is like <laughs> necessarily the greatest price i know the victrix uh, uh no uh, victrix pro is a little bit more of a uh, something that's more attractive to me because of the different configurations at least but uh, I know you already piped in and said no Des so no way no how no chance then no way no how no chance all right how about you Kev any opinion or you're glad you're happy with the dual sense as it is and back buttons I know you I think you commented previously that back buttons are not your particularly your your jam so yeah I mean it's I I you know, if I played FPSs competitively, then I'd definitely be taking a harder look at the edge. But since I don't, I probably won't get it. But I think people are people are are once again playing the uh, the false concern when it comes to price, because if you go to Scuff and you start pricing um, a Scuff controller, you start out above two hundred bucks without the the dual sense and all this other all those like all those additional uh caps and and levers and all this other stuff that that, that they're talking about you got to pay extra on top of that um 
I was yeah, listening the... to one of the podcasts, and they said to equip a scuff controller equivalent of what the Edge is doing is closer to three hundred dollars. See, so, uh-uh. Uh-uh. so line for premium for a premium controller. It's not. No, no, I, uh, I know what it's getting. You know. I'm I know. not going to buy one, yeah. but uh, because I have no need for one because I don't play FPS. And I think if I did uh, play FPS and, and it would have to be competitively, then I would take a, a much harder look at the edge. With regard to the Victrix, I, I don't play fighting games on pad. I, I used to back in the days when I had this one and I was playing fighting games on the Saturn, but I fell in love with the with the arcade sticks, and I will be getting a controller from uh, Victrix, which is their Fighting Pro button style. They're doing a hitbox style controller, and I'm on the mailing list for that. So that's the that's the controller that I'll be getting, and it's supposed to drop in November. Uh, so that's the one I'll be getting from Victrix, but they make great stuff. Um, I've the their 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 uh, hitbox style controller will be the first Victrix product that I get. But everybody that I've watched uh, do who's into fighting games and has used Victrix controllers there, they're considered like the the Cadillac of or the Bentley of fighting game controllers. Um, Kind of like with the space that the uh, Quamba Dragon once had, because I don't, I think the Quamba Dragon is no longer in production. Um, that's the one that I have, and I love that arcade stick. It, it, it is probably hands down the best one that I've ever owned. Um, and that bar is not very, it's a high bar, but like the, um, uh, oh gosh, I was about to say they, they they used to make trash trash ass PS1 and PS2 controllers. Mad Cats, uh, Mad Cats, yeah. yeah. Um, the Mad Cats controllers that I had fight pat, fight sticks that I had for for the uh, uh, PS3 and PS4, absolutely fantastic. The only the only thing I don't like about the the Quamba Dragon is that it 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 weighs a ton. It, it is not something that you're going to be hauling to a tournament. Uh, it's got piano glass as the cover. Wow. It's got a steel case. It is the easiest. It is the easiest arcade stick I've ever seen in the world to mod. You just unplug the buttons. You take a, you take a, you push in these two levers on the left and the right side and you open up the case and you just literally unplug the buttons it is the easiest uh arcade stick in the world to mod i would never do it because i think it looks absolutely beautiful as is uh most of the people that own the dragon don't mod it because it (laughs) it just looks so freaking good and it's got this big old thick layer of piano glass um where the button bevels are and it, it's just freaking amazing but uh no i it, you ain't taking that to a tournament <laughs> so uh so yeah but um 
Yeah, I mean, I I I, I dig what what uh, Vitrix and what Sony's doing with the Edge, uh, with their pads. I just don't particularly have a need for them because I don't play those those types of games competitively. Yeah, I don't know. The Victrix kind of reminds me of the Astro C40 that I bought, which I in, enjoyed, you know. And uh, but uh, that kind of after a while got there was a lot of, of stick drift with their analog, and so it's like hope hoping that uh, this doesn't kind of warrant on that because I know a lot of people have been doing warranty on the regular dual sense because uh, there's been like some like I had to warranty out my dual sense uh, with the PlayStation because the analog triggers broke on there because of the um, haptic feedback uh, on the triggers and the adaptive triggers um, especially with Borderlands 3 it's just kind of wore my controller out after a while so you know yeah I haven't had any trouble with mine but I've heard people say that these modular sticks, it's just inherent. They, they're just inherently fall victim to stick drift. So maybe Victrix has found a way around that. Um, I have no personal experience with modular sticks uh, on a control pad. So um, that would be for other people to, uh, to be able to give their opinion on over time once the product releases. But if anybody can figure it out from what I've seen of their products, uh, what I'm looking forward to with their um, uh, with their hitbox style controller, uh, it's Victrix will be Victrix would be the company that I would expect to figure that problem out, and hopefully they did. Yeah, and that's scuff. They have three controllers, and starting at one ninety nine ninety nine for PS five, and they have an FPS specific controller that starts at two forty nine ninety nine. So, yeah. So don't people don't need to do the fake concern about the price on the edge. It's 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 well within the market. <laughs> you know, Microsoft <laughs> with the Elite Two. It's been a discussion on the Discord because they just recently released a like kind of white controller which i bought as well which i haven't really used <laughs> story of my life uh that um said that it was redesigned re-engineered and uh looks like the same controller is released and there's a lot of engineering issues with the elite 2 controller so and i know you know um will d was kind of pointing out in the you know, and the material indicating that uh, it was supposed to be re-engineered and reinforced, and I don't know about all that business. So we'll have to see. So that's well, okay. They can afford those. They can afford to to send it back and replace it because they don't have to pay for games. <laughs> but well, speak, speaking of games, uh, Capcom just recently had jokes, a... folks. Don't take it serious. Jokes. I know. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake got a big blowout from Capcom, so they released new footage, information, screenshots on here. Um, I don't know if you gentlemen got a chance to take a look at the showcase or not, but it's coming out on March 24, 2023 on there. Of course, there's a collector's edition that kind of went up and sold out at GameStop with had a lot of crap, including a lot of like figures and so on and so forth on there that retailed for a hot Two forty nine ninety nine. Too rich for my blood, there, sir. So, it's it's a lot. That's maybe that's a future uh, main event question. What what 
extent will you would you go for a collector's edition yeah not so. that much yeah, i know <laughs> no 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 but yeah this is a remake of resident evil 4 you know the game that's been released on everything on there so and of course they're uh, doing it in, in its re engines uh, like the previous uh, re 2 and 3 remakes that recently came out on there of course uh, it's you know something where it we'll have to see how well it does but if keeping the prior remakes in the series i think uh, capcom is doing doing right right now as, what, as far as what they're doing it's coming out for ps5 xbox series consoles they are releasing a playstation 4 version which a lot of people were kind of like oh why are they doing that for but hey they're releasing it for xbox series s as well so if it's going to play on that potato guess what it's going to play on the playstation 4 as well so on there and of course it's coming out on steam it's coming out for everything so you know everyone will get get to eat if they want to get to eating on there on march 24th on there i'll probably take a look at this i know i want to go back and you know i got some reading the prior two and three in my backlog and I know, Kev, you've been a little bit more up to, up to snuff as far as with the RE games on there. Is this something that's going to be a day one for you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Resident Evil 4. I did not get any of the, the... The only version that I had was that I that I played on was the GameCube. I did not get any of the other remakes that came after it. So, I, But I'm definitely getting this one. So... Uh, absolutely really liked what I saw. Looks like they're revamping the controls, you know, updating the aiming, all that good stuff. So I'm really hyped for this. All right. And then also Capcom has an, a new trailer and screenshots for Resident Evil Village's downloadable content winter's expansion on here in a uh, demo kit just after the um, Resident Evil showcase uh, featuring the um, expansions third person mode on there. So, you know, you're able to play the game in a uh, behind the view camera on there uh, on both PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, including the old VCR Xbox One, imagine that, and PC <laughs> via Steam on here. So, so. Uh, the demo is out, a bundle of that, and Winner's Expansion, and the uh, Resident Evil Gold Edition is going to be released on October 28th, so it's coming out literally next week on here, and you're able to get a, a Street Wolf outfit as a special bonus for Heroine Rose Winters to where she explores a mysterious realm of consciousness Ooh. in search of a cure for her unwanted powers, so... So I'll have to take a look, but yeah, that is come dropping next week on here. Um, the um, gold edition of the game includes the base game, the DLC, and multiplayer game Resident Evil uh, Reverse as well. So on here, and also too, a cloud version is dropping on the Switch the same day on October 28th. So just in case you want to play Resident Evil Village on your Switch using the uh, wonderful. Uh, a streaming mode you could go ahead and do that uh, as well on that so kev i know you have played resident evil village to its completion so is this on your docket list as well yeah yeah because at the end of the day uh, even though i really enjoy seven and i really enjoyed village or, or resident evil eight 
I feel that Resident Evil should always be third person. Mm. And a part of me considered getting this game on PC because I knew that somebody, when it first launched, because I knew modders were going to, that was the first thing that they were going to do. And they did. <laughs> they made a, made, they made uh, uh, the main character playable in third person, but there was a lot of crashes and, you know, taking you back to desktop, which is a whole lot of mods are, that that's the reason, that's what happens when mods are not properly optimized. And I would rather get this from the folks that actually make the game, so it's not going to crash on me, um, and play it on and play it on my platform of choice than have to uh, download and get get these mods that you know may cause problems uh, in the game. But for I'm most interested in playing the Rose DLC. That's the reason why I'm getting it. If it was just a third person. Uh, unless it was a free update, I, w I wouldn't be interested in getting this. But because it's Rose, um, and I do want, I'm in, I am kind of invested in the series from seven going into eight. I do want to see what's going on with that character, with his daughter, that he went through hell and back to rescue um, in in eight. So uh, really kind of interested to seeing how that plays out. So, yeah. And one thing I was found found kind of interesting, they mentioned that if you uh, now with the third person camera, if you try to angle the camera to look at the main protagonist, he Ethan, looks away. He looks yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's pretty dope. So he's kind of shy, I guess. Oh. So. Well, I mean, ironically, that's what they should have done with the Halo TV series. <laughs> because that's you know master chief was always this mysterious dude behind this armor and the first thing they do is they, they reveal his face and everything and then they and then later on they show you his butt cheeks as he's getting busy with a with a with a alien hybrid it's like okay y'all done really just not follow the source <laughs> yeah you don't shark you're not was, I, was cortana like talking to him the whole time yeah, Cortana was basically this voyeur. Mm -hmm. Oh man, basically the voyeur doing the whole scene is like, oh man, y'all. Yeah, ugh. that's not good. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to ask Lefty Brown about that, man. I don't know about that. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, getting back to Resident Evil, uh, also too, uh, they did. Announce uh, Resident Evil Reverse that the early access crossplay is set for October 23rd, which happens to be today until October 25th. So this is the um, multiplayer uh, campaign for Resident Evil on here. So and of course uh, they it did announce their uh, update roadmap, including available at launch six survivors, five creatures, two stages, challenge mission one, battle pass, which you can get up to level 30 and more but yeah th this is dropping next week as well uh multiplayer with resident evil i don't know if this is something on your list too kev or something where you're not going to touch this thing with a 10-foot pole i ain't touching it i when i think resident evil the last thing i think is multiplayer mm. I, you know i just don't and I, and i get it because there was another multiplayer resident evil game that was that for ps3 yeah i think so yeah 
Yeah, that and uh, I had a um, home, my homie Damon played it. He played the cam- it was playable on campaign. I think you could play with bots for the rest of it, and it was okay. But from what I've seen of Reverse, it's I it it, it just has like you know multiplayer gotcha stuff just written all over it, where you're going to be paying for skins and weapon skins and. It's, yeah, I have no interest in playing that at all. So I, I, I think it is part of the update the, the when you buy it, I think. It's free for but, everyone. Oh, it's free? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, free to well, everyone. I, so. I won't be playing it. It's I not free. I think you have to own Village to be able to play it for free. So, yeah. But yeah, it's not it. just for the people that are getting the gold edition. And, and guess what? I own Resident Evil Village. So who knows? Maybe, you know, me, I'm all hankering for some multiplayer so who knows you know we'll see good luck with that buddy (laughs) you're not going to join me des don't you want to play some resident evil multiplayer nope you know i haven't cued to you on this this section of story because i know you're not a big horror game fan so Uh, have you you ever played you were smart have you you played a resident evil game ever or is this uh i don't know i think i might have actually before but I don't know. I can't remember if I have or not. It's been that long. <laughs> Got it. Who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe if they have a game that's l- less horror-y and more campy, maybe you maybe give it a shot. Who knows? So. Maybe. Who knows? Like you said, who knows? Yes. All right. Well, uh, yeah, because it is near Halloween, there was another um, game series that got a big showcase, and that is Konami. And Konami kind of came in in the room and said okay you want silent hill guess what you got silent hill so there's a bunch of silent hill games that were announced so uh the first one which is kind of everyone kind of knew it was going to occur but uh, they are uh, basically remaking silent hill 2 it is coming out uh for ps5 and steam it is being published by konami so listener chase guess what this is not a sony computer entertainment published title this is not a stake bet yeah, oh, oh uh, losing proposition for myself. So, uh, darn, you know, as stated on the Discord, nice try there, but uh, no can do as far as this is. Yeah, I was gonna eat. <laughs> well, you could eat anytime you want, you're paying for your own food, sir. So. No, no, we're not. <laughs> but are, are you part of the steak bed now? Yeah, I am. I'm part of this podcast. Too bad. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, whoever wins buys me a steak. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll put up a little collection for you. That way you don't have to like Not it even, we'll not even a Patreon. There you go. Not even a baby steak. Not even like, not even. Oh. See, that, we we, we could worst. take it to Sizzler. That the miniature filet. He's the worst. He wouldn't, he, knowing Joey probably wouldn't give me any fat either. He'd be like, nope, it's my fat. <laughs> He'd be like, nope. Go to Sizzler, get you a stick the size of a thumb. So yeah, the thumbnail fillet. There you go. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Not a problem. You could get Sit all the, all all the free meatballs and like you know all all the free salad and all that other stuff at Sizzler. Yeah. All your yeah. cheese sticks. Sweet <laughs> bastard. Hell, let's let's actually we'll go to Sizzler just as a joke, and then we'll actually go have proper steak so somewhere else. Oh God. Ha ha! Very funny. Well, back to Silent Hill 2, yes. Um, yeah. They are um, 
basically having this developed by Bluebird team, which was uh, the team in Eastern Europe that has been creating uh, all sorts of different horror games these last few years, including uh, the Medium and other games of that ilk. But they are working with some of the old staff from Konami on there, including composer uh, Kira Yamamoto and also producer Motai Okamoto as well. So they are considering this as a quote-unquote high-end game. We're announcing... Resident Evil, um, Silent Hill 2, excuse my French. <laughs> but they're commenting saying that this is a quote-unquote high-quality remake. Good. Being brought back to life by a group of horror game experts. So, <laughs> well, so, good. And we'll have to see. But yeah, it's going to be exclusive for a PlayStation uh, for one year, it is coming out day and date on both PlayStation 5 and PC on there. Of course, there was some belly aching online about it being exclusive, so on and so forth, because of the whole, like, you know, discussions about Activision and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be there for now. And if any of you gentlemen that have been a particular fan of Silent Hill in particular, or Silent Hill 2? Uh, No. I played both games. Uh, I re- I enjoyed them, but I don't. It's been so long since I played either one. I don't remember what happened in either one. I think um, I prefer the pacing in Resident Evil to uh, Silent Hill. I think Silent Hill is a better. Or I think when you think. Uh, Oh, not not a cerebral thriller. It's not a thriller. It's a, it's a straight up horror game. Yeah. But its pacing is much slower than Resident Evil, even the original ones. And I think it does a better job of building that element of fear, particularly as you're walking, like in the first one. And I think you did this in the second one too, as you're walking through this fogged over city. It creates an element of fear in you as you like you literally don't know what's a few feet ahead of you as you're walking around outside. And I think that was a even though it was <laughs> they kind of they kind of took advantage of the limitations of the hardware at the time uh, to institute that. I thought it was done to brilliant effect. So I can't wait to see how what other elements that they use to build that that fearful suspense just from moving from point A to point B. Um, Particularly when you, like in the first one, you had this this little red walkie-talkie that would start going staticky uh, when when weird things were were near, and um, that w- it was also a radio that somebody I can't remember who was talking to you. Uh, it might have been the sheriff deputy that was talking to you or something, uh, but in, in the second one, but it, it 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 does a great job of slowly over time building up the element of fear as you maneuver through the environment. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be getting it. Good deal. I'll probably be checking it out too because it's been so long since I played Silent Hill, Silent Hill Two. On there, I don't think I ever played anything beyond that. I think I might have played the game for Wii, I believe, but that was when Konami was like farming those games out to whoever was developing those at the time. 
on there. Uh, but you know, Konami actually came with the business. So um, there was uh, also three other Silent Hill projects announced besides the remake of Silent Hill 2. So uh, they're bringing out a game called Silent Hill Ascension. Uh, this is a uh, interactive streaming series. So they're working with uh, GenVid, Behavior Interactive, and Bad Robot Games. So, you know, good old, you know, the director of that, that J.J. Abrams on there um, dealing with this but uh, basically they're calling this a quote-unquote a new interactive streaming series where the entire community shapes the canon of silent hill so so i'm not sure if they're talking about whether you know based on community feedback they're going to steer the the game in a particular way and that to me that's kind of interesting on there i'm not sure if it's interesting enough to you Des, since it's horror based if need be but i think it is not <laughs> whole thing is at least kind of interesting as far as how they're doing. Uh, they're also working with Annapurna Interactive and with developer No Code. They're bringing out uh, Silent Hill Townfall on here. So uh, no platforms or release date weren't announced. And so um, this particular developer, No Code, has released a lot of like mysterious games on PC. Uh, they've developed games like Stories Untold and Observation. That has gotten good ratings, at least on Steam, on there. So it's something to where it's like uh, it's like a horror adventure uh, with some puzzle elements as well. So that's kind of what that, that they are bringing to the table. And then last but not least, they have Silent Hill F on here. So this is a story set in 1960s Japan, actually. So And this is being developed with Taiwanese developer Neobards Entertainment. On here so uh, so this one's looking uh, like more of a visual novel so and so they're kind of covering all the bases with Silent Hill they're coming in you know bringing in and if we're gonna bring this IP back we're gonna bring it with uh, both guns ablazing so we've got to kind of give it up to Konami on there so it took them long enough so so kind of like circle back to our question for next week for the main event. We just want to see, you know, what kind of treatment would you like to see Konami do for other games? You know, so, you know, hopefully this doesn't take 10 years to bring bring on all these Silent Hill titles. But, uh, you know, they do have you know, enough of a rich back catalog. You know, I don't know if you guys are aware, but... Uh, um, Konami all actually owns all of the Hudson Soft back catalog, and that includes all of the output on Turbo Graphics and so on and so forth. So they own a lot of stuff. So cool. All right, next thing I want to mention, um, and this has kind of been talked about this past week. Uh, this is about Sony and the good old Activision. Um, Merger has still been vetted in the UK by the Competition and Markets Authority on here. So they've been seeing um, responses from Microsoft, so on and so forth, saying that, you know, they're just in third place, that, you know, they're not a real uh, threat to Sony's, you know, uh, dominance in the field for video games, so on and so forth. And so one nugget out of all of this, all this back and forth is that uh, is Xbox basically stated that prior in Sony's agreement with Activision Blizzard is that there is a restriction to put any Call of Duty games on Games Pass for a certain set period of time 
on here. So, so even when this merger is complete, the big impetus for this catalog that Microsoft is grabbing with the merger will potentially not be on Games Pass immediately based on if they're intending on honoring all of the agreement, uh, Activision Blizzard's agreement with Sony on there. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then of course there's a lot of back and forth you know, in the communities at large uh, talking about how, you know, Sony's been, quote unquote, the, you know, anti-consumer in their actions to restrict Call of Duty games on Games Pass. Of course, you know, when they made these agreements, they didn't know that Microsoft was going to buy Activision straight up. They were just trying to limit um, those games from being included on Games Pass as part of their marketing agreement if need be on there. So, you know, I know this is still an ongoing story. We'll see what happens. I think the merger will eventually go through. It's just, it's, it, it's interesting that it's kind of come to this with Jim Ryan making all these statements and, you know, going back and forth. And to me, it's a little bit too much. I'm kind of tired of the story. I'm sorry for even bringing it up, but I thought the whole element of the game's pass, uh, restriction for call of duty was kind of like just something if any of you two want to comment on on there kev do you have anything to talk about this particular item and the ongoing process of the merger um they would be dumb if they put call of duty on game pass because it i mean this is a this is a a an, an annual series that gener that generates what almost a billion dollars uh by the time by the time the next one comes out the following year yeah i want to say it's almost that much it, it it might be a little bit less but i think we're in the neighborhood of a billion dollars on call of duty alone and i granted you know xbox is 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 uh blabbing about their 2.9 billion in revenue from game pass but they're not talking about profit they're no. just talking about revenue which is just how much they made minus whatever else what their operating costs are they are not sharing what those operational costs for game pass are because every title that's on there and it's the same for the playstation plus stuff too they got to pay out of pocket to keep those games and those services and you can't there is no way that anybody is going to be able to convince me when people are still living off those some i think some people are still living off those uh that three years for a dollar and even if that is come to expire folks are doing the uh, uh the account swaparoo thing that you can do and get re-upped for another dollar for x amount of time and i don't think it's three years anymore it's some other amount uh, of time and they're just flipping their accounts just to keep game pass super cheap um now granted that's probably not the majority of people that are on games pass but i think it's it's enough people on games pass to make something like this uh putting one of the most popular games to come out you know annual release titles in a service they would never get their money back they would never get their money back. You're not going to make, you're not going to make up almost a billion dollars 
off of people that are paying $15 a month on a service. This is not going to happen. Yeah, I was looking it up while you were talking, and uh, there's no annual like amount, but they did recently pass um, $30 billion in revenue for call Come on. to start it. Come so. on. So, <laughs> no way. You are not. They would be absolute fools if they put Call of Duty on Game Pass, which, in my opinion, in my opinion, makes the Activision acquisition all the more pointless because all of these games were coming to Xbox anyway. Instead of spending all that money to secure an entire publisher, use that money, a whole lot less money, to secure exclusive content the same way they used to do on the Xbox 360 and even the the Xbox One back in the day and try to make that platform all the more appealing to console gamers. I I I um and I I understand it since they can't compete in the console space. I mean they've said so. They'd rather buy the industry and have people be forced to come to their service. The thing is that now that we know that um, Xbox has the keys to to the Microsoft Kingdom in total, they believe that they have enough of a war chest to fund the massive losses they're going to take to put a game like Call of Duty on the service. Um, but I think that's a stupid, it's a stupid financial decision to do, in my opinion. I mean, the math just does not work out. So, but you know, then again, I'm not running a multi-billion dollar company or a trillion dollar company. Is Microsoft a, tr- a trillion dollar market cap now? Not sure. It, I mean, uh, it might be. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But uh, I don't think so. I don't think so yet. Okay. So, but again, I'm not running a multi-billion-dollar company. So maybe I'm talking out of my. I'm you no. Know, I am talking out of my tuchus because I'm not any of these boardrooms. But it just does not make financial sense to put a game that generates $30 billion (laughs) on a service that people are paying 15 bucks a month for. Microsoft is, uh, according to current um, market cap, is $1.8 trillion. Oh, I was wrong. Okay. There you go. Okay. So they got money. Yeah, so, yeah, they got money, but you're talking massive. You're hemorrhaging money. To put games like that on a service. You know, Microsoft recently had, I think, a thousand layoffs, I think. So mm-hmm. that was all across all boards, including Xbox. So, yeah, they laid off a thousand employees on there. And this happened a few weeks ago. So, so we'll see what happens. So, on there. Um, I just. Keeping an eye on Games Pass, I want to fire up my Xbox again. I know, Des, you probably do too as well. I just want something to go and play. I know Grounded is not going to be the game, even though I heard people talking that it's actually doing okay uh, with the 1.0 version. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see, you know, what else comes out for Games Pass in, in the months, weeks to come. 
if need be on there. If uh, you out there listening, is there something that you're playing or wanting to play on Games Pass? Maybe we'll talk about further and not be so hard on good old Microsoft and Xbox. So you're not being hard on Xbox. We're just basically stating the obvious. Nothing that we want to play on it. Right now, yeah, so. I mean, it's it's like it, we would be saying the same thing about PlayStation if they didn't have anything worth playing. Yeah, you know, it, it, this ain't, you know, I, I'm 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 not going to treat a a, a a trillion dollar market cap company like uh, like mom mom pause startup gaming developer in, in somebody's garage. You know, and giving them giving them all the excuses in the world because they're they're in last place in in the console space. It, it doesn't work that way. At least not not for me. You know, so it is what it is. You know, when they start getting some stuff that's worth playing, then I'll I'll consider I'll, I'll consider and restart my Game Pass subscription. But until then. You know, even come Black Friday, I just don't see a reason to get it, even at a reduced rate. Because all I'm gonna, all it's gonna do is just sit there. <laughs> you know, have you, have you been playing Halo still, as far as Master Chief Collection? No, I have, I haven't, because I can, I can go to GameStop and buy the Halo Collection for for pennies on the dollar, used. So there's no need, and I, I, I am going to actually do that. There is no need for me to have Game Pass for for even for Halo. I'll just buy the disc version of, of buy the Master Chief Collection. So, and even then, then when when I do, I'm not. It's not going to. I all it is, all it's going to do is just use the disc as proof of purchase and and just play off the one that I downloaded from Game Pass anyway. So. Is like n- no, I'm I'm good. All right, yeah, well, we'll probably talk more if need be. Hopefully, there is a, there's going to be a finite decision and all that, and then we'll find out as far as the merger and see where uh, Blizzard's games are going to go to as well. So, but uh, that is all for news this episode, gentlemen. And uh, let me go and mention too as well, since uh, you know, we'll go into our next segment we talk about our game night of course uh, uh game night is on thursdays 6 p.m pacific time 9 p.m eastern time uh, i know i've been alluding the last couple of weeks to play uh certain games i know uh, john bt said he has both need for speed hot pursuit remastered downloaded um he commented and he played Wreckfest a little bit and he felt the game was quote unquote ass so he's not a fit, big fan and I whoa think- really uninstalled hot wheels so but hopefully maybe it gives wreckfest a little bit uh, more of a fair shake if so he basically be. said he said it was ass uh he yeah he's just yeah he he's not a fan of wreckfest huh nope and maybe because uh, he's just damn. playing the like the modules single player missions you know maybe play multiplayer will you know get him to consider replaying who knows maybe we'll have to apply peer pressure like <laughs> In reverse, usually we tell them, we'll play whatever games you want to play, like Valheim, cough, cough, cough. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Maybe John will give uh, Wreckfest a try if need be on there. So, but yeah, come and join us for game nights. 
You know, uh, I, we did. They have someone comment uh, trying to crash the party like two and a half hours after it started. And uh, this past Thursday, of course, uh, um, no one showed up for like the first 45 minutes. So I bailed for a little bit and uh, we reconvened on PlayStation. So and, you know, definitely if you join our Discord server, you could find our handles on PSN and other places. So if you want to game with us there, we commonly We'll throw up a uh, Gaming Vessels chat room and we play together and you're more than welcome to be on our friends list and free to join us. So why don't you tell the fine folks out there listening, Kevin, as far as how to get our Discord information and our contact information. Okay, so if you've heard, if you like what you're hearing and you have any questions for us, want to want to uh, respond to something that you've heard, Put your uh, your spin on what we've discussed on our show out. You're going to want to send uh, an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. If you'd like to join our Discord server, you want to hit us up on Twitter at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link to our Discord server and you'll automatically be joined up with us there. Um, we're trying to, to build a really cool, fun place, fun little co- slice of the gaming community there to discuss gaming and the gaming industry without the social media toxicity. So if you just like talking about games but you know don't want your uh, legitimacy brought into question by people you don't know, uh, I would suggest hitting us up on our Discord server. We have a lot of fun. We have a good time. You'll be able to access uh, or put your feedback into our game nights and join us there on Thursday evenings. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. So I don't want uh, anybody to uh, feel that you would just be jumping into just a smaller version of the toxicity that goes on elsewhere. Our community is not like that, and I'm happy to say. So before we bring the show to an end, I want to shout out Ren for responding to our question of the week. Thank you, nephew. Uh, love you, bud. And uh, again, <clears throat> thanks. thank you all for rocking out with us. Uh, as I like to say, without those who listen and those who respond to our main events and uh, hit us up even on Twitter and, and especially in our Discord server, we're just three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. So with that all said, this is going to bring episode 186 to a close. For Dez, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy, and I think I missed one, but my brain is not working today. It's all good. Yeah. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shilnuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all! Saying that we'll be back next week, episode 187, in your ears. Peace! In the name I forgot was the Bay Area Terror. Sorry, folks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.